Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and
Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. I am your host, Tanya White, where every single week we kick real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Now, we uh, thrive on the brand that we are Rated R. Rated R stands for being relevant, refreshing, and most importantly, real. And we have a real, a real topic for you tonight that has been generating a lot of buzz on Facebook, MySpace, Tanya's tips. I've been getting personal emails. So, I know that somebody is going to be healed, uh, reconciled, and somebody is going to change their no-I-can't attitudes into yes-I-can't actions. Our topic for tonight is church dropouts. Why are so many believers quitting church but not God? Now, I know what you're saying. Some people are saying, how can a believer quit church and not God? It is possible. This is based on the book that has blessed my soul. Uh, by Julia Dewin, D-U-I-N, called Quitting Church, Why the Faithful Are Fleeing and What to Do About It. Now, I've been a church girl all my life. I've grown up in the church. I've been in leadership positions. I'm a minister. But in 2006, I dropped out of church for some reasons in this book. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be a hot, controversial show. So like always, we ask that we respect everyone's opinion. We welcome it. This is a family-friendly environment, even though we're rated R. We're rated R for being relevant, refreshing, and real. So we keep it appropriate, keep it nice, keep it spiritual and godly. Uh, so, And that's what we're going to do tonight. Now, the lines are always already blowing up. The chat is already, uh, people are coming into it. So I know we have a lot to say. If you want to share Call 347-215-6446. We may not get to your question tonight, but if you're in the chat, feel free to have an open, healthy discussion. Um, and i like to welcome everyone in the chat, the Spirited Divas, the Dave Jones Show, uh, Denise, Loretta Faith Harris, Woman to Woman, and everyone who is coming. Everyone's on the line. It's going to be an anointed show. Uh, Real Talk does talk about practical real issues, but we also talk about spiritual issues, and today is that day, and I know we're going to just have a lot of knowledge, and my purpose for this show is to bring healing and reconciliation uh, and just have an open dialogue because it is a problem. Uh, We know all the biblical cliches, the scriptures, but as I tell everyone I teach, we are spirit and we are human, so we have to go with the spiritual solutions as well as the practical. And so we have 
some great guests on tonight. My co-host, who I'm going to bring on in just a moment, Pastor Savaskia Bray, who is a newly uh, pastor uh, in our city. She's going to share. And then we have the great Bishop Joseph W. Walker, a senior pastor of Mount Zion Baptist Church in Nashville, Tennessee, which has uh, I've been to personally many, many times. And that church is one of authenticity, excellent ministry, and I have been blessed and furthered my spiritual walk because I have um, visited their uh, church many, many times, both physically and virtually. All right, so tonight we're talking about church dropouts. Before we get started, I want to say hello to all of our new Blog Talk friends. We've had a phenomenal week of adding friends to our friends list. Last week we reported 1,500. We are at 1,562, so a lot of people are reaching out to us. We are excited and glad about that. We'd like to say hello to some new friends in the flow, G. Wallace, Miss Wynn, one of many men, Empowering Moments, the uh, Darnell Jervy, some of our old friends, Shelby in British Hill, Coach T.C. Coleman, Spike Spielberg, and T.C. of JFJ Live. And as you see, Real Talk always continues to increase its listener base and expand its marketing efforts. So if you want to become a weekly sponsor, a monthly sponsor, we have that available for you. Just shoot us an email at realtalk at Tanya White or call the office at 502-449-0157, extension 1. I guarantee you, you will get more bang for your buck, and people will know about your business or product. And this is the prime time to get in on some uh, advertising space. We have, for the next four weeks, some phenomenal shows. Uh, next week, we have Darren DeWitt Henson. If you watched Soul Food, the series on Showtime, or you watched Stump the Yard, or Life Support, the movie, he he is the actor. He's a choreographer. He is going to be with us next week talking about fading the black in Hollywood, why so many black actors are not being seen on TV and in the movies. Then May 7th, we have Courtney Bunbury. He is starring, now get this, ladies, in Denzel's new movie uh, called The Taking of Pilham 123. He is one of the co-stars of that movie. It's going to be an action-packed summer blockbuster uh, starring Denzel Washington, John Travolta, many others. Courtney's going to be with us talking about the movie, answering questions. It's going to be hot. May 14th is our relationship Thursday, second Thursday. We're talking about Break Up Without Breaking Down. From uh, This is a book uh, from Lisa Stedman. She's a national best-selling author. author. That's May 14th. She uh, is going to talk about how we can have a blissful breakup because sometimes we need to break up in some relationships, but it doesn't all have to be bad. It can be blissful. And then May 14th, we have national best-selling author, also Alicia Ash. She has been on the Oprah Winfrey Show uh, with a massive weight loss. She dropped 142 pounds naturally in one year, and she, her husband also left her because of that. So that's, she's going to talk about her experience with losing weight and getting healthy and then doing something good and then something bad happens. So if you want to become a sponsor, send us an email. We'll send you the rates and uh, custom design a package just for you. Also, sign up for Tanya's Tips free e-newsletter at TanyaWhite.com. T-A-N-Y-A White is in the color. If you love the Real Talk with uh, Tanya White radio show, you're going to love my weekly newsletter. I strive to give you tips for today to transform your tomorrow. Also, while you're visiting the site 
order uh, Purchase Relationship Reruns, my new book, which recently got a four-star rating from Raw Sister Reviewers, and also my first book, How to Deal with a Difficult Woman, Catch the Real Talk Replays. Also, comment on the show. All of our guests donate products, CDs, services, and we give them away. We always give away great prizes. All you have to do is send us a comment via TanyaWhite.com, T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color. Click the contact page, fill in all the information, and we will send you a great gift. Again, tonight, if you just joined us, it's going to be a hot topic. We're talking about church dropouts. We have my co-host, who I'm getting ready to bring on now, Pastor Savaskia Bray, and I just thank her so much for joining us tonight. Hey, Savaskia, how are you? Hello, Sister Tanya. I'm doing wonderful. I'm so glad. Oh, I know this show is hot tonight. Listen, I have been flooded <laughs> with, with comments, great comments on both uh-huh. on both sides, emails and responses from people on Blog Talk and MySpace. So I know that this is a topic that it's one of those secret topics that we deal with but don't talk about. But exactly you know, because this is real talk. We're going to kick some real talk about this real issue that is plaguing men and women all over the nation because I have been getting them on Facebook (laughs) everywhere. So I know it's a real topic. So before we get started, it's going to be a great show. Tell us who you are once again and uh, your new endeavor. All right. I always look forward to sharing the good news. Uh, Again, I am Savaskia Bray. I've been pastoring for about a year in the local community in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, And I am just excited about the move of God and what God is doing in my life and what he's doing through me to be able to bring hope, bring healing, and bring deliverance to the people of God. It has been phenomenal time, you know, just sitting back and, and watching how God orchestrates our life and how God wants us to just take that faith walk. And when we take that faith walk, he's, in, he's enabled to impart his ability in us that we may proceed and prevail and persevere in the plans of God. So that is my new thing that I am doing. I am pastoring now, but I am still uh, a businesswoman, so I am still working uh, with businesses in the community to help them prosper because, you know, the Word of God said that he gives us the ability to obtain that wealth. And so mm-hmm. I look forward to doing that as well. Yes, yes, yes. So I know you have a lot to share, uh, not only being a new pastor, but being a woman uh, pastor, which, you oh, know, yes. people don't like to talk about that. I think I'm going to write another that. book about that. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, people don't like uh, to talk about that, the woman issue that plays in uh, church ministry and leadership, but it is real. Uh, it is continually to prog- to progress, but it's still some stumbling blocks there that we're overcoming in the kingdom of God. So, Yes, it, it is, but, you know, I'm reminded that God called me and he mm-hmm. ordained me. And because he did, even though I have to deal with the society issues of being a woman in the ministry, I'm still reminded that God is still bigger than any issue that I'm going to have to face with. But yes. I'm not blindsided by it because it does exist and it, it is real. Yes. And But God has given me uh, great faith uh, to trust him on this spiritual journey and to believe that uh, where he has called me, that I will, I am a survivor, 
mm-hmm. and that he will he will impart into me all that is needed and he will put the right people mm-hmm. around me in my favor five right. so that as I continue to grow uh, in the knowledge and the wisdom and understanding of, of this new call that God doesn't make a mistake ever. Yes. And when he called me, he called me to be a winner. Yes. He yes. called me to be a winner. So if so. you just joined us, we're talking about church dropouts. We, uh, the chat is on fire already with only 15 minutes. <laughs> I think this is the largest chat in the largest, in the quickest amount of minutes. We'd like to say hello to everyone. If you're Absolutely. new to Real Talk with Tanya White, we talk about real issues uh, real issues to enhance your real life. We kick real talk here, but we we are a family friendly environment, and we have the rated R philosophy where we talk about relevant, refreshing, and real issues. So feel free to join in and chat. Call us at three four seven two one five six four four six. We're gonna take some calls in just a few minutes. We have several new segments on here, uh, and one of our new segments is called "Are You Serious." And we have a great segment intro by my wonderful, wonderful niece. And that segment is talking about crazy current events. We'll just talk about it for a moment. But Emily wants to say, are you serious? Are you serious? Some crazy (laughs) current events that have happened this week. I read, uh, I'm I'm a news junkie, Savaska, you know. And I'm always (laughs) reading the news. And I heard about it. New New York woman has filed suit against a wedding guest who allegedly announced during the ceremony uh, that she had an affair with the groom. So now we brought, yeah, during the ceremony. And now she is suing the lady (laughs) who uh, spoke this at her wedding, uh, saying that she is in emotional distress uh, and inflicting slander. On wow. that. And so with that. That's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And, and I was, yeah. <laughs> and I'm wow. like, okay. You know, I understand the slander, but I have to ask Emily to say it again. Well, I just wondered, did she, oh, let her go ahead. <laughs> yeah. She got to say. <laughs> what did she say? Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious? I, I just wonder, you know, during the ceremony, you know, if anyone has something to say, speak now and forever hold your peace. Yes. You know, did it actually come in that segment? <laughs> I, I believe so. It said during the ceremony. Because she, she announced that she was given the floor. Yes. <laughs> that she had an affair with the groom. But, of course, I, the groom denies it. Of course, of course. But Well, um, he's a smart person. Yes. I would believe so. <laughs> But uh-huh. you know, it just goes to show you our our, our legal system right now. Anybody can uh, file suit. Yeah. <laughs> on anything. Oh. So we're in a legalistic society. Have another "Are you serious?" moment, and we have to say that. Are you serious? Are you serious? This happened in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I put the kids to work. You know I do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But uh, in Minnesota, a surgeon had to perform an appendectomy twice. Because the first time he took out fatty tissue instead of the appendix. So, oh, no. Yes. Oh, so goodness. that tells me, okay, is it time for him to retire? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Can he see? Can he see? <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to close that out with Emery one more time. 
Are you serious? Are you serious? Those are, <laughs> those are my crazy. How cute. Current events right now. And if you just joined us, you join Real Talk with Tanya White. We're talking about church dropouts, and we're coming to our segment. Uh, we have a new segment also, Savaskia, called Boast About Your Book. And if you are an author, you have 10 minutes. At, we have this segment every week. And that's okay. 10 minutes to boast about your book. Tell us what your book uh, is about, why you wrote it, and why we should buy it. And today's book is from... Miss Amy, I hope I have her name right, Dearden, and she is a, a fiction author. The book is A Lever Long Enough, and it's a, uh, dealing with, uh, she's going to tell us about that. It uh-huh. uh, looks very interesting, and she has donated some books. So, again, if you comment on the show by calling, uh, not calling, excuse me, going to TanyaWhite.com, the comment page, and filling out, what you thought about the show, you may get a copy of Amy's book. So uh, we have also intro. We have a lot of new stuff on here, Savasca, since the last day. Wonderful. I'm and excited. So, so we have some intros for both about your book. Today, and Miss Amy. So we're going to click her on and welcome okay. her to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hello, Miss Amy. How are you? Uh, hello, Tanya. A- am I on? Yes, you are on. Oh, excellent. Hello. Well, thank you. I, I, I love the little girl, Emily. She, that is so cute. Thank you. That is my <laughs> darling niece, Emily. I put all the kids to work here, Amy. Well, there you go. That's, that's what you have to do. Yes. Uh, well, Amy, well, let's, yeah. welcome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, should I tell you about my book? Yes, let me... Uh, Introduce you to oh. the co-host, uh, Savaskia. Oh, okay. Right? You probably hear two different voices, but Savaskia, this is Amy, and Amy is going to boast about her great book, A Lever Long Why Enough. Not? First of all, Amy, I love to ask people this question before they get started. Tell us who mm-hmm. you are in your own words. Oh. Hmm. I know it. Isn't that tough? <laughs> <laughs> I think of myself as a very boring person. Oh. Um, I, I'm married. Uh-huh. I have two children. I have a 15-year-old girl and a 13-year-old boy. And I I basically, I stay home. In my life, B.C., which I call before children, I worked as a scientist. Oh, okay. But, but okay. I, have been, I have been home for a very long time, and my brain is jello. Oh. And this, this, <laughs> this is why I write. I, I, I think it keeps my mind occupied. Well, that, that's a very interesting uh, occupation, but in science, in, in being a scientist, you have to do a lot of research, so you have to do a lot of thinking, so that's probably where your creative writing comes from, you think? Oh, I, absolutely. I actually, after I wrote A Lever Long Enough, mm-hmm. I said, dog on it, there's got to be a better way to organize the story, because I had basically just written it and if it sounded good, I would write it, and then I threw out pages. Mm-hmm. So I actually took a study of story after that. I took apart about 20 novels and a bunch of films, and I did word counts, or I did timing of scenes, and I put them side by side by side. And I've actually uh, come up with an algorithm of story structure that mm-hmm. I'm currently writing up now, too. So that, that's my scientific bent for the story writing. 
Wow. Now tell us about your book, A Lever Long Alone. How long did it take you to write this book? Probably about three years, okay. but there were there were some rest some rest pauses in there. I I had not done written fiction before, so mm-hmm. it took me some time to learn the fiction techniques. Yeah. It took me time to look, do the research for it and put it all together and fit it. So it it was a hard process. Okay, yeah, because fiction and nonfiction, for those of you who are not writers, is totally different. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a nonfiction writer. I'm getting to work on my first fiction. So me, uh, like you, okay. I have to go research, tap into that creative side so I can, mm-hmm. you know, explore and go all the way instead of just listing the facts because I'm a fact Absolutely. person. <laughs> so. That is so cool. Well, the, the the biggest difference I've found between fiction and nonfiction writing is nonfiction, you have to lay everything out right at the mm-hmm. beginning. Yes. And with fiction, you always have to leave a question unanswered, at least one, to to uh, increase the tension throughout the whole book. Yes, you do. Now tell us about A Lever Long Enough. Okay. A Lever Long Enough is about a small military team that travels back in time to film the theft of Jesus' body from the tomb. Wow. I, I wrote this I wrote this book. I actually was not ever planning in my life to write a fiction book. Mm-hmm. Um, a while ago, I guess in my mid-20s, I wanted to disprove the resurrection to myself. And I took about a year to investigate the historic circumstances surrounding the death of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I basically, um, long story short, I was blown away by the evidence for the resurrection, immediately became a Christian, and I wanted to um, communicate the awesome case for the resurrection, mm-hmm. but it was, very, it was very meticulous and picky, and I didn't think somebody would want to necessarily read through all the evidence, and there are some very good nonfiction books, uh, you know, Lee Strobel's Case for Christ, and... Um, Josh McDowell's evidence that demands a verdict and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I just decided, you know, why not? I would try to write a fiction book about it. And I I tried, I made it very exciting. I wanted to make it a very, very exciting book, but put a poison pill of apologetics in there. So a skeptic Mm -hmm. reading it would read the whole book close it, and then say, hold on a minute, and kind of look at the evidence that I had presented in the book. Yes, yes, and that's what that's what writers should do, make people change their no I can't into yes I can, I can't think a certain way. Uh, I mm-hmm. love what you said, skeptics, because uh, uh, as Christians, sometimes we don't realize that there are a lot of skeptics out there. And Absolutely. And we, we do have to uh, talk and minister in such a way to change their minds and not to badger them, but to like you did, present it, present it through books, through teachings, and like you said, close the book and let me say, okay. Right, exactly. I think uh-huh. skeptics um, have very strong beliefs and they're good people. You know, uh-huh. they're not they're not the enemy. They right. are people who you can have a discussion with, okay. and so that's that's what I was trying to do. Well, uh-huh. now where can, Savaski, do you have any questions? 
because 10 no, no, minutes no, no, goes no. really quick. I and know we're it down does. To two minutes. No, no, uh, let, please let her, give her a chance to go ahead and say what she needs to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Amy, where can we get this book? Okay. It's available, probably the easiest place to get it is on Amazon. Okay. Um, uh-huh. It has it has 33 reviews so far, and it's averaging four and a half stars out of five. Wow. That's awesome, Amy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, I, I'll tell you, I'm so humbled. I am so humbled that yeah. people have really been responding. Um, I have a website. Okay. Okay. Okay, the website is www.amydearden, A-M-Y-D-E-A-R-D-O-N.com. And and, uh, the book is available from my publisher, autographed copies of it, and there's a link on my website. That's I also have a contact form on my website if anybody would like to talk with me. I, I love to receive emails from people, and I always write back. Yes. Well, so Amy, anybody, you have been awesome, and yes, I put yes. all the information in the chat. And, again, Amy has been so gracious to donate a couple of copies. So if you visit TanyaWhite.com, send us a comment about the show, you will get this great book that is on my list to read in May. And then yes. I, I'm an email person too, Amy, so I start oh, okay. reading it. I'm going to write a, a review for you and send it to you. Oh, well, thank you. Well, well definitely write to me, and, and I'd love to hear from you. I'm I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for featuring me on your show tonight. No problem. Yes. You did awesome, Amy. See, I told you. Yes, yes you did. <laughs> was it relaxing? It wasn't as bad as you I thought. Know. No, it wasn't. This is my first radio interview, so it, oh, it's, it's always a little nervous. But. Oh, goodness. You sound like a pro. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I do some public speaking, so I guess it's it's pretty much the same thing. It really well, is. We are honored to be your first show, but not your last. Okay, Amy. Mm-hmm. I hope not. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, and you have a fabulous weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> just joined us. We just finished up our boast about your book segment. Author Amy Durden talked about her uh, book, A Lever Long Enough. And we have uh, complimentary copies, and all you have to do is go to TanyaWhite.com, go to the contact page, fill out a comment. You can do it now. If you listen to any of our shows in the past, are you listening right now and you want a copy of this book, just send in, say, Tanya, I'm loving your show, send me the book, and we will do that. We're talking about church dropouts. I have my great co-host, Savaskia Bray, and Savaskia, yeah. man, the chat is still on fire. People are holding right. on, and Hold we're going to get to the topic in about eight minutes, and our guest, Bishop Joseph Walker from Mount Zion uh, Baptist Church in Nashville. Uh, I have heard him preach so many times, Savaskia. Oh, my goodness, yes. And, yes, and if you powerful. powerful, if you're anywhere near Nashville, I encourage you to go visit Mount Zion uh, Baptist Church. They have three locations. Uh, I believe they're on TV, if I'm not mistaken. They and tonight are. also, in addition to Amy's books of Oscar, you know, I have a host of CDs from great yeah. preachers I love. And one of the CDs we're going to give tonight that is so fitting uh, is Wounded and Angry. So we're going to oh. give that out to somebody at a, a designated time. Just wait for that. Uh, okay. this, was, this CD, Bless My Soul, I believe it was in 2005 I got this. And 
dealing uh-huh. with unforgiveness and all that. Uh-huh. And one thing about if you're a church dropout, if you know somebody who's a church dropout, uh, even though they might not leave because of uh-huh. any, any hurt, you know, leaving uh-huh. leaving a church is like uh, breaking up with a husband or boyfriend or girlfriend. Well, again, because the church becomes your family. Yes. Uh, you know, it's, it's who you see. It's like, you know, your job. You spend eight hours on your job, and, you you know, the church, you're, you're meeting these people every week, and you're doing yes. things, and you're having small groups with them, meetings with them. So, you you know, you form relationships. You bond. So it's like your family. It is a mm-hmm. lot of a family. And we're going to, uh, in about eight minutes, uh, Bishop Walker is going to bless us with some relevant words. That's why he's on Real Talk, because he's rated yeah. R2, relevant, refreshing, yeah. and real. But I yeah. want to read something, Sebastian, or just, just just give you an understanding of what, and our audience understanding of what church dropout is. When you think of that, what do you think about? When I think of a church dropout, mm-hmm. um, well, I think of, you know, someone who has decided uh, to leave the church, uh, not necessarily because someone has done something to them, but they have given up. Mm-hmm. They have quit uh, for could be many, many, many reasons yes. uh, why they quit. Not not necessarily that they don't love God or they don't care about God, but that they have had some type of an experience that has gotten them to the point that they feel that they're not getting necessarily what they, they need from right. the church. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. and, and and that's what it is. It, it's a church dropout is not a backslider. I want to clarify right. that it is not a yeah. backslider. It's just someone. Yeah. In in the book by Julia Dewin, if you are a church dropout or know somebody, or you want to know more about it because you don't understand it, and let me tell uh-huh. you, even though we don't understand some things, doesn't mean that it's not real and it's not valid. Uh-huh. This is valid information. Like I said. Uh, dropped out of church in 06, and even though I, I joined your church, it's hard for me to get back in the swing of things. You know what I'm saying? You have, well, you have and then, easy. you know, people are church as usual. Right. Uh, it's not church as usual anyway, anymore. Right. And, you know, before going, before our awesome bishop comes, mm-hmm. the, 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 the dropout, that I've seen, and I've seen many people go through these experience levels. Sometimes people drop out uh, because God calls them in a season of solitude mm-hmm. where perhaps the, the, the Lord is birthing something in them, and he may have to remove them for a season right. in order to birth that through them. And if I can recall just a couple of years ago, you know, Tiny, when I was writing my book, mm-hmm. I was taken out of the church for six months. Right. And I wasn't yeah. mad at anybody. Exactly. And nobody had done anything to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's, so it can happen. It, yeah. it really can happen. Yeah. And but, it's happening not only in Baptist, not only in Apostolic, but this book really enlightened me that it's Catholic, uh-huh. it's uh, Episcopalian, it's black, it's yeah. white, it's Hispanic. This issue yeah. is relevant, and, and yeah, it must not- be because we have the highest number of chats within the shortest amount of time. I had tons of people online. Um well, we're gonna get to you. We're gonna we're gonna get to your questions and comments in just a few yeah. moments. But also yeah. just the the fabulous comments that I received through Facebook, MySpace, all those great uh avenues. 
uh, it was confirmation to me once again that I'm not the only one dealing with this. A lot right. of people are trying to. We love the church. We love God, but sometimes sure. it doesn't fit uh, our lifestyle. And and that's not to say that uh, we don't understand protocol. We don't understand about uh, fellowshipping with believers. Like you said, right. we're not getting our, our needs met. And so when you don't have a need met, what do you do? You kind of withdraw and look for something else. And it takes it takes some time. So I want people to yeah. understand that this is a this is a relevant issue uh, today. And even though you don't understand it, listen to this show because we are designed to change your no, I can't attitudes into yes, I can't actions to get you to think a different way. That's the purpose of this show, just to shed light, offer some resolutions to this uh, growing mm-hmm. problem throughout the world. you have any comments, Sebastian, before we take a point? I, I, I just, I'm excited about getting to this topic. And, I'm, you know, when I'm looking at this evangelical, evangelical Christianity, I'm looking at this as there's a change that's taking place. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I think what it is is there's a changing face mm-hmm. from, from, from what it was in 1950. And decade after decade, I think the church, the face of the church, is changing. Mm-hmm. And now, even even in the last ten years, you know, with the explosion mm-hmm. of uh, the mega churches, TD Jakes, all that, mm-hmm. that even in ten ten to twelve years, the church is beginning to make a huge shift in mm-hmm. uh, what um, members and believers are needing. And yes. and. Uh, what we need as as believers and leaders in the church need to be giving. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, this, uh, I wanted to read just a, just a little bit from the book, and it's talking about the young people. I love young people. I'm a teacher by profession. But it said in here that uh, at a leadership meeting in um, 44 cities, more than 6,000 pastors were told, and this was in 2006, that at the current rates, only 4% of American teens will end up as Bible-believing Christians, compared to 35% of the baby boomer generation and 65% of the World War II generation. So that is a huge decline, as we see, uh, just Mm -hmm. in a short span. So we have to to address these issues, and we're going to address them address them and we're getting ready for bishop walker but before we do i want to say welcome once again to everyone who has just joined us this is real talk with tanya white where every single week we kick real talk about real issues to enhance your real life we want you to change your no i can't attitudes into yes i can't actions and tonight we're talking about church dropout we're getting prepared to have bishop joseph walker uh senior pastor of mount zion baptist church in Nashville, Tennessee, and if you're a member or if you have been to that church, uh, you know uh, that he is going to bless this show. But we're going to take a brief break, Savaskia, get some commercials, listen to a few songs, and then when we come back, we're going to have some dialogue about this interesting topic, all right? Wonderful. Can't wait. May I have your attention, please? Do not attempt to adjust the radio. Stay tuned as we bring you this brief announcement. Greetings, family. This is TC of JFJ Live Talk Radio. Stopping by let you know about our broadcast. You never know what to expect on JFJ Live Talk Radio. We do interviews. We just added Mega Mondays. Also, living a single life 
and much, much more. You can join us at any time by logging on to www.jfjlivetalkradio.com. Once again, that's www.jfjlivetalkradio.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show or you need more information, please contact this number, 216-539-0630. Again, that's 216 216- 539-0630. Let's unify and take radio to the next level. God bless you. Who's Mike Spielberg? Who? <laughs> Mike Spielberg? I don't know who that is. Spike who? Mike Spielberg. I have no idea who that is. Can you tell me? Spike Spielberg is bringing Hollywood to the Queen City. Y'all know y'all heard of him. Like y'all know him. You better know him. You better know. You better recognize. You can check out Spike Spielberg live from the director's chair weeknights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. www.blogtalkradio.com backslash skeevofence. S-K-E-E-B-O-F-I-L-M-S. Or log on to www.spikespielberg.com for more information. productive and long-lasting relationships in her new book relationship reruns how to break the cycle of choosing the wrong people for the right relationship being trapped in a relationship rerun is extremely frustrating and emotionally draining if you find yourself in an irritating cycle of unwanted unsatisfying and unhealthy relationship patterns year after year then this book is sure to break the chains that keep you bound to having the wrong people in your life the brand new book relationship reruns how to break the cycle of choosing the wrong people for the right relationship and also how to deal with a difficult woman is now available by logging on to www.tanyawhite.com once again that's www.tanyawhite.com pick up your copy today today
back to Real Talk with Tanya White. I am your host, Tanya White. That was Kelly Price. Be careful what you say and what you do. We're talking about church dropouts tonight, and we have come. We're going to get into this controversial topic. I told you uh, that we had had some great dialogue on Facebook, MySpace, been getting a lot of emails about this topic. And so I'd like to welcome my co-host once again, Savaskia Bray. Are you there? Hello. I am here and excited. And excited just ought to be because our guest is on the line, Bishop Joseph Walker, senior pastor of Mount Zion Baptist Church. I have visited this church many of times and have been blessed every single time. And let me tell you, Savaskia, Nashville is holding it down in the chat and on the line so we know that he is a beloved pastor, okay? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. And we're, we're just so humbled to have him with us. Yes, yes. y'all. So before I click him on, I want to just read briefly. Uh, Bishop Walker, in 1992, at age 24, Savaskia, uh, began the pastor at Mount Zion Church with 175 mm-hmm. members. And now, yeah. can you imagine how, how, how many members it has? I have no idea to it, how many over 22,000 and continues to grow at a phenomenal rate. And if you've ever been to his church in person, you know exactly why. Just a spirit of authenticity uh, from the the time you walk in the door. Uh. If you visit virtually, you know, uh, even sending prayers over the email. I have personally gotten phone calls from the prayer ministry to pray with me and personalized emails. So this is a ministry of authenticity, and we, like you said, we are humbled to have him on the line yes, to share uh, his no, wisdom. Uh, yeah. So we're going to click him on right now, Bishop Joseph uh, Walker. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Bishop Walker, how are you? Well, I am blessed. Tanya, it's so good to be with you guys. I tell you, I'm excited. I am oh. excited. And we yes, have we my are. co-host online, uh, Pastor Savaskia Bright from Louisville, Kentucky. So we're going we're just gonna ask you a lot of questions. We may be oh, quiet, Bishop, because we're taking notes. Yes, we are. We are we are sitting we are sitting at the at your feet. <laughs> oh bless you. Well listen, Bishop Walker, t- I love to ask every guest this question before we get started. Tell us who you are in your own words. Well I am uh, the son of Rosa and Joseph Walker from Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm just a grounded brother who has been chosen of God to do an extraordinary work that continues to blow my mind. I'm just a tangible, touchable guy who just loves God and who enjoys keeping it real. That's why you're on Real Talk with Tanya White Bishop. We love keeping it real here, too. (laughs) Keeping it real. Yes. So we we just have a a lot of questions. We have, Mm -hmm. like I said, Nashville is holding it down for you, Bishop. Align Thank the you. <laughs> with the 615, okay? So there you go. There you I, go. I know <laughs> we won't get to every question or comment, but uh, we're going to get to as many as possible. Um, I want to ask this first question. Is it possible, Bishop? Now, this topic is based on a book by Julia Dewan called Quitting Church, uh, sure. by the faithful of fleeing and what to do about it. And I had a lot of dialogue when I posed this question, and one of the questions that came up, is it possible for a believer to quit church and quit God and still be in his and not quit God and still be in his will? Well, it's a complex question. Of course, um, I think you know. Obviously, one has to raise the question: What is the church? Why did God establish the church? The fundamental issue is is that 
Jesus came to deliver us from religion and to bring us into relationship. So our relationship with God uh, is not necessarily hinged upon a particular membership to a church, to be clear about that. However, he established a church in order for us to develop and mature, uh, to be able to be equipped to do the work of ministry. So therein lies the will of God because the purpose of God is through preparation. And one has to ask, if a person is not being prepared for the purpose, how can then one be in the will of God? I never have to take my car to the mechanic to get a tune-up. I have a choice to do that. I can drive my car all day, but eventually it's going to have to go and get a tune-up. And the church is the place where the tune-up happens. Um, so I think that that's, that's, that's how you have to look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So that's pretty good there. Let me ask you this then, Bishop. Um, No matter how large or small the church is, the sense of authentic community continues to quickly fade away. Could you identify three or more reasons why the sense of community is leading the church and how pastors and leaders can then redevelop the, the church community? Sure. Sure. Well, I think well, what's happening, I think that there's um, the community is leaving the church because I think, first of all, there is a sense of, uh, of personal pursuit. I think we've gotten away from community, and I think people are now, uh, the word I use is uh, iistic. Uh, I make that word up. <laughs> but iistic, uh, it means, it, I'm just making it up, but it's really okay. a word that I preach about often. It's you know, we're taught now, I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord, my soul to sleep, mm-hmm. I should die before I wake. Right. It's all about me. It's all about me. And so I mm-hmm. think when a person focuses in on themselves, we become more reservoirs of selfishness rather than channels of blessings. We are now desensitized to the needs of other people in the community. And so therefore we marginalize people because of that. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the issues. I think secondly, I think as a result of, I think, just the busy, the fast pace world, the cultural realities that people are juggling so much now, working two or three jobs, people moving mm-hmm. to the suburbs now, that whole community church feel has been lost, a lot of churches are moving to the suburbs, becoming larger, and as a result, I think people are so busy, you don't have those koinonia moments, those fellowship moments, mm-hmm. and I think because of that, I think people are losing community. And then I think that there's a sense of, uh, of transparency, people are fearful of being transparent in the body of Christ, and consequently nobody's picking up what their real issues are uh, on the radar. Everybody's getting a prophetic word. Everybody's saying what the Lord is saying, but nobody's picking up the fact that this woman over here is being beaten or molested or this child is in a horrendous situation, and that causes Mm -hmm. people to be marginalized in the church as well. What can we do to rectify that, I think, is to really be more intentional about creating opportunities for our members to fellowship, uh, to become more of the acts uh, that book of Acts Church, that New Testament church where people, yeah. uh, all people's needs were met and uh, where we create an environment of inclusivity right. where we don't, you know, push people away, but we let people know it's okay to have issues and to be transparent. I think that's what creates a better sense of community. Okay. Thank you for that. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Awesome. And you touched on the point of uh, not transparent enough. And that was one of the issues brought up in the book is that uh, since the church is not transparent enough, they're not dealing with relevant issues, which you Correct. you talk about all the time. Can uh, how can the church start addressing? 
those because I'm a I'm an educator by profession, and I sure. see a whole generation <laughs> of, of of children not uh, they dealing with so much that I, I can't even imagine. How can the church start addressing those issues and being more relevant and realistic uh, at the same time? Well, you know, it really starts from the top. It really starts from the top. People need permission from the top to be relevant, to be real. There are teachers who are teaching okay. in classes in your, in your church but who feel hindered because they don't know if it's proper, if it's, the, you know, the right thing to do in terms of, you know, the church to say, et cetera, to deal with. And so one of the things that I've tried to do uh, is I've tried to be as raw and relevant as possible. I've kind of been a little borderline with that. I've had a service where I had 3,000 women show up, and I called the women's night out. I had another service where, you know, men showed up, thousands of men, men's night out, took off. I said, I'm taking off my bishop hat. I'm taking off all the titles. I'm just going to be a dude who's anointed of God to tell you the real right, truth. Right. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, coat it. And men yeah. came and cried, and people were blessed because they want it real. And I think you've just got to have it from the top. People want that okay. now because if you don't keep it real, I guarantee you they're not going to be impressed with your cliches and your colorful ecclesiastical language. Oh, now you understand why Bishop yeah. Joseph Walker is on a real talk with Tanya White because he does keep it real. Uh, one of the issues, another group uh, that is leaving the church in droves, Bishop, is the singles. Sure. Uh, singles, uh, one of the uh, arguments was because as Christian singles, we're taught to wait on God for a mate, but we're not taught or uh, creating those opportunities, as you said, to do that. Where did that that leave the church of really teaching singles how to prepare for marriage instead of just being uh, happily single and waiting on God. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think, you know, again, most singles ministries have a end. The end of the matter for most singles ministries is, you know, having the mate. And I think the end of every singles ministry ought to be being whole, being in relationship with God. I've yes. just finished a uh, series, and I'm writing a book now on intimacy, in to me yeah. to see. And the reality is, is that we're trying to uh, create the church is not a, the church cannot be matchmaker right. can't do it it's not not the environment you have to get to a point where you create whole people who are positioned in purpose and destiny who are complete in and of themselves in their relationship with Christ the cross mm-hmm. is a vertical foundation before it is horizontally placed and I think when you have that vertical strength. I think the horizontal comes naturally. I think what we're doing, mm-hmm. we're focusing so much on trying to get that boo, trying to get that next boo, oh. that we're forfeiting, you know, what it really means to be whole. And what happens, the reason right. why singles are leaving, because they're hurt because of people in the church have hurt them through, through dysfunctional relationships. And that's what's happening. Right. That's it. Yeah. If you just joined yeah. Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking about church dropout. And again, Bishop, 615 is holding it down for you. So yes, yes. Do you mind if we go to uh, some, some callers? They have their hands politely raised. Let's go to New York, 516. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, New York. Please. This is Pat George Walker. Praise the Lord, Bishop Walker. All right. Bless you, New York. <laughs> I, I love watching you, and you do keep it real. You're scary sometimes, but you do keep it real. <laughs> good scary, good scary. Yeah. Oh, yes. bless you. But I have a comment, if okay. I may. Go ahead. I've been in that situation uh, where I left the church, thought that I could stay 
Hello? Yes, ma'am. You're oh, on. okay. Mm-hmm. You know, sat at home on Sundays and, and watched Bishop Walker, watched, you know, T.D. Jakes and, and a host of others. But what Bishop said about a car needing to get, you know, a tune-up every now and then is so true because you'd be surprised how many spirits, particularly when you're watching a whole bunch of shows, mm-hmm. and I do uh-huh. say shows instead of services, Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, you said a mouthful there, yes. <laughs> okay, you know, because there's a lot of marketing and promotion going on, you know, and sometimes I'm just getting into the word and it's, we'll be right back, you know, right after we tell you how you could order these 20 tapes and stuff like that. But what I found out was that I had to go back in and amongst the saints of God and fellowship, not so much for me but for others because sometimes we go through things that somebody else in that church needs to know and see and read and hear about mm-hmm. through us. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's kind of selfish to, um, to, to, to fall out with the church because it's not about us. Right. And it's right. never been about us. So if we're going to be true salesmen and saleswomen for God, we're going to have to go through some stuff. We've got to deal with some hard-headed church folks. Mm. You know, we're going to have to pray real hard, and we're going to have to mean what we say and say what we mean. All right. That is a great comment, Miss Walker. I'm going to yeah. mute you out. All right. If you have another comment, you know to press the one and raise your hand, okay? Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much for letting Thank, I'm sorry, fuck. Bishop Walker, she said something uh, uh, that I wanted to bring up about uh, getting over ourselves. And I, I truly understand that. Church girl, raised in the church, love God. But we yeah. are human also. Yeah. So is there a time limit that we need to get over certain things? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, again, you know, I uh, the Lord has allowed me to preach on this on these subjects so often. I did a it's actually on YouTube now. This thing on uh, how to get over church hurt. You know, I did it in uh, Dallas, and um, you know, I watched my father get hurt in church when I was a young boy, and I watched my father that that Saturday, that next Sunday morning, when I was absolutely certain that he wasn't going to go back to church. I saw my daddy putting his towel on, looking at us, mm-hmm. and 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 putting his starch shirt on, looking at us. He wasn't going for him. Mm-hmm. He was thinking about if I don't go back. My children are going to be messed up forever with church. If my daddy had not gone back to church, mm. he wouldn't be talking to Bishop Joseph Walker III. Mm-hmm. So it is always yeah. bigger than us. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ was persecuted by the church. And in the right. midst of his persecution from the cross, he teaches us this valuable lesson. Hang in there. If we yeah. develop the mindset that sabbaticals are, are necessary <laughs> from the very place of restoration and healing just because a few individuals have hurt us, then we set a bad precedent because what we say to people is, it's okay to quit. Just come on back whenever you get here. That's mm-hmm. like telling the person, you can leave the house till Go on. When you, when, you get, when you get well, come on back to the house till we'll be, we'll be here waiting on you. No, 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 no. You, you just right. don't go to the part of the house till. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The church is out there. You hurting. You don't run from the hospital. You just go to another ward. You need to go on another floor. You need, you need to go to intensive care. You yes. know, but you don't leave it. You know. So yeah. if you just joined us, we're talking about church dropouts. Our lines are blowing up, Bishop. You are beloved all over the world. Let me go to five hundred two. I think this is one of my previous members who moved to Nashville, Bishop. And it's good. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, Miss Donna. 
Maybe her phone I let out. Uh, let's okay. go to wow. four. Let's go to four oh seven. They have their hand raised. Uh, we're talking about church dropouts. Orlando. <laughs> yes. Tell you white four oh seven. Hello. Hi. Hello. You had your hand raised. Do you have a okay. question or a yes. comment? Yes, I do. I just want to make sure it was myself on the air. Good evening, everyone. Um, Bishop Walker, Tanya White. It's yes. Hello. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. My name is Faith Harris, and um, I am so interested in this show because I have a personal experience with being a uh, quote-unquote um, church dropout, and I'm so glad that Tanya gave the definition for dropout because just hearing the word itself, it would appear or hear or sound as if it has a negative connotation. When I think mm-hmm. dropout, I'm also a high school teacher, so I think someone who couldn't make it and they just gave up. Mm-hmm. In my situation, I was a non-member for about two years, from 2001 to 2003, and I personally just left the church because I just I, I just felt being there, uh, from what I was reading, what I was taught, I was not seeing the, the miracles of God. I was not seeing the healing. I was not seeing deliverance. I saw people come in shackles. They, they would leave in shackles. Sure. And after leaving the church, that's when I came into a closer relationship with God and to experience him for myself. And um, I rejoined in 2003 and left again in 2006, and I'm thinking to myself, well, what's going on here? And during that time that I was not a church member, and, you know, people would ask, you know, where do you fellowship and uh, who are who's your bishop? And it's so important to have a covering that I found myself either dodging and avoiding people's conversation because I didn't want to, you know, be put on the spot as to say, hey, I don't have a covering. But I had to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help me in that area to know that it's nothing to be ashamed of to be a church dropout, to say that I am uh, in a personal relationship with God. I'm pro- I have a relationship with Christ, and um, I'm a believer, Holy Ghost filled, baptized, and I mean the whole nine, but... I feel it's very important for people to know when they hear church dropout that that personal relationship that you have with Christ is what's going to bring you through that season. And for me, I know that it has been a season. I call it my wilderness season. But it is important that even if you're in that season, that you still take time out to pray and discipline your spirit man so that you won't find yourself in areas and places that you should not be. Because I know it's very important, like the bishop said, to fellowship with the brethren. It's important to glean and to, that's where we have our strength. So it is important that you do take time out to be a member of, uh, participate in those type functions that you can glean and get that spiritual upbuilding and not just drop out of the scene off the face of this earth, no one hearing from you, and no one knows, you know, how you're doing spiritually. So I think I just want to put that out there, that it is important to make sure that you are disciplining your spirit man and that that relationship with Christ is still strong, even in that season, if anyone that's listening find themselves in that season of their life. All right. Do you have anything to say to that comment? Hey, she said it all. (laughs) She said, well said. (laughs) Thank you so much, Faith. If you have another question, uh, just put your hand up, okay? I sure will. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. She did say it, uh, 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 saying uh, that wilderness experience and know that you will go back. But sometimes we just need to muster up that, uh, that strength. And yeah. not be ashamed. I heard her say she felt ashamed sometimes uh, of saying uh-huh. that she didn't have a covering. 
Right. Is that natural, you think, Bishop, or? It is. Okay. It is, and it should be. Anybody that's Holy Ghost feels is going to have some sense of shame when it comes to not being under recovery. We all understand the importance of that biblically and spiritually. Uh, we understand we have to have someone hold us accountable, someone pouring into our lives. We are not idols unto ourselves. And so absolutely, as long as you have the Holy Ghost, he'll direct your steps to the right covering. And I think it's important not to be turned off from church because of a few isolated experiences, but that's the Holy Spirit to order your steps to a place that can minister to your need. That's what I love about variety in the body of Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. God's got something for everybody. Exactly. Let's <laughs> go to another call. Let's go to another call. Let's see if this 502 call is working now. Hello, 502. Is this Miss yes, Donna? Yes, this is Miss Donna. Hi, oh. Sister Tanya. Hello, how and are you? Pastor Savaskia and Bishop. Hello, Good evening. How are you? Oh, great. Shoot. My question. Good topic, Tanya. Thank, Thank you, Lord. <laughs> My question is, okay, even knowing and actually having maybe friends or know people that have actually dropped out but still love on God, what should be my stance? Where should I be at as far as what should my approach be? I'm a type of person. I love everybody. And uh, I feel like that's one of my gifts to encourage and to an exhortation. What, what can I do or say without feeling like I'm beating them up with what it is and who I know God to be? Well, I, I think that it's important, one, to, to pray for them. Bible says the special prayer of the righteous avails much. I think to pray for them and to understand too that uh, they are perhaps at a place where they need uh, some sensitivity to perhaps what has caused them to uh, to 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 uh, fall away or to be at that place where they uh, you know have dropped out. Uh, and so I think it's important to be a listening ear and to say, you know, wow, you know, I'm sorry that that happened or you feel that way. And, yeah. and to kind of ask God to uh, give you the wisdom to speak the right words to them in the right season. I think it's important to know sometimes when people's pain is acute that it's very difficult for people to receive revelation and or, you know, importation when, when, yeah. when they're hurting like that. So you have to ask God, give me the right time to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think he'll do that. And uh and you uh, can be the, the link that can connect them back to the local church because your fellowship, your relationship with them and your fellowship means more to them. People see God in you, and they say, wow, mm-hmm. you know, they, they can't generalize the church anymore because they see you as a representation of the love of Christ, and as a result of that, they are drawn back to the very body to which they were disenfranchised from. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. A new prayer was going to always be the answer. <laughs> I wanted to make sure if there was anything in addition I was to be doing besides praying and just listening. So yeah. that answered my yeah. question. Thank you all so much. <laughs> I'm you. loving Nashville, ladies. I'm loving it. <laughs> I know you are, Miss Donna. Yes, I am. You all thank be blessed and have a wonderful evening. Thank you all both. Okay, all of thank you all. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. All right. If you just join, we'll talk with Tanya White. We're talking about a great topic tonight. Church dropouts. We have Bishop uh, Joseph Walker, senior pastor of Mount Zion Baptist Church, Nashville, co-host Pastor Savaskia Bray, and Bishop. I'm telling you, six one five loves you. Our whole board, <laughs> our whole I'm board. I can't even see it. our board anymore. And over half of the calls. Now, if you want to have something to say, just press one so we know that you want to say something. Bishop, you. Uh, one of the uh, things that you said is just knowing the right words to say in the right yeah. season. Yeah, at the right time. Uh, yeah. And a lot of cliches, as you, I think you said earlier, 
uh, a lot of scripture comes out when people are trying to, you know, you know, draw people back in. How do we know when when it is the right time? Because a lot of leaders uh, sometimes we act presumptuously and uh, you know go on what we've been trained to do without being real in tune with the Holy Spirit in the situation. How can we train ourselves to be more intentional about that? Well, I think in the, uh, the channel of the conversation, the language of the conversation begins to change. Uh, obviously, the right time is not to be defensive of the church uh, immediately. People are going to, people have left uh, and they're going to have some, you know, accusatory things to say, uh, whether those things are piercing or they're just surface. They're going to be, well, this didn't happen or that didn't happen. So trying to defend the church is not, that's not going to help. Well, maybe it was this, maybe no, that's not going to help. I think it's important to say, I understand. Wow, I'm sorry you feel that way. I think the time mm-hmm. to really receive, to, 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 to know when it's time to talk is when they ask the questions. <laughs> when they start asking the questions, <laughs> and they're asking those questions for a reason, and I think that's when wisdom says, "Okay, this is my window to really give a great impartation and revelation to this person." Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's great. I have a question for you, Bishop. Yeah. Another argument that has been presented is that the seeker-friendly movement has brought um, new blood into the church at the expense yeah. of. Mature Christians, these mature Christians are, are not getting fed because many of the sermons are. are uh huh. Yeah. Hey, yeah. how can there be a healthy balance to meet uh, the needs of all the Christians, even though you've got them on? And that's really a question for me, too, being a new pastor. Uh, different yeah. spiritual levels, and you want to make sure you're feeding the whole body effectively. That's a very good question because we don't have the privilege, unlike. The uh, public school system on the collegiate level where a person graduates and goes to another class, you're dealing with a plenary all the time, and you're having people come in at different levels and states. I think the thing is, so is, uh, is to, I think there's no, there is no, there is no substitute for keeping it simple. I think you can mm-hmm. keep, a, keep a word simple where a child or a elder can get it, but I think that word has to be simple yet probing. It needs to be at a place where it causes people to think through their faith. And I think that if you can continue to keep people to think through their faith, not this whole everything's going to be all right, sugarcoat, it's got to be a balance of conviction and commendation. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I think that the, the real key to this is if a person is challenged to think through their faith, not be indoctrinated, but to think through their faith critically, at any level, I think any person is going to receive that. And I think the mature Christian is going to say, wow, I'm going to have to revisit how I have viewed this particular issue or how I have come down on this particular theological position. I think in that, in and of itself, creates a personal journey of development that the novice as well as the mature saint can go on. Because remember, you cannot expect that person's total spiritual maturity to be formed within two hours on Sunday morning. It's yeah, got to be pushing them to a place of personal development and growth. And if you get them to think through their faith, they're going to take the next step and they're going to start a personal development devotional program. They're going to bring back to the church and be challenged even more to grow and develop. Mm-hmm. That, that is so, so critical. Revisiting, because sometimes we don't want to revisit some things because then the truth starts to shine. And we think the truth is a bad thing. Uh, but really, it, it's a great thing because, like you said, Bishop, it changes your thoughts. And that's the premise yeah. of the show, changing no, I can't attitudes into yes, I can't action. Bishop, 30 uh-huh. minutes has flown by. Hasn't it? Oh, my goodness. You have been such a blessing. But before you yeah. go, I re- 
your church is so relevant and so real, and I've been many times. But one of the things that really impressed me about your ministry and the church, uh, Mount Zion, is that you minister to all levels, particularly the college group that is really forgotten in most churches. Can right. you explain some of the things that y'all do for the college to? to uh, well, thank you, yeah. thank you so much for your for your kind words, and you know we've been blessed in, in Nashville and outside to to really have a heart for college students. We uh, we bus in eight buses of mm-hmm. college students from eight different college campuses, wow. even as far away as Bowling Green, Kentucky, and mm-hmm. uh, those buses are full from TSU, Vanderbilt, Fisk, uh, Belmont College. I mean, just a variety of colleges, uh, Vanderbilt, and. We bust those students in. We feed them after service. Every service, they get a free meal. Um, they get a time of sharing. They've got their own website. You can go to our website at mpzionnashville.org, click on the college link, have their own website. We do a follow-up with them. They have mentoring programs. Uh, we have mm-hmm. uh, final support time, prayer groups. Every campus has a college leader or two that is a liaison between my office and what's happening in the college ministry. We do creative things on Friday nights with the students so that they can have alternatives to go into the clubs. Uh, it, it's just a variety of things. We've ministered to over 3,000 college students actively, and uh, it is just uh, it's just a blessing, and uh, we just thank God for it. That's phenomenal. Wow. I have a heart for children. I'm a teacher, of course. And when I saw that, I was blown away. So yes. just kudos to continue to do. Every time I'm bound yes. for Mount Zion, I get blessed. <laughs> I'm going to get there with you, Tanya. I'm going to get there. Come on, Pastor. Come on. Yeah, I'm I'm coming. I'm I've been so blessed. Yeah. Bishop, before you go, you know you're going to have to pray us out of here, but if somebody wanted to come visit uh, Mount Zion or even book you for leadership or whatever, a speaking engagement, how could they do that? Well, if you want to visit Mount Zion, you can basically go to my website at mountzionnashville.org, and that's mtzionnashville.org. And uh, the information, the directions, and et cetera, is on there. Also, you can catch us on Streaming Faith, and our telecast comes on around the world as well. For those that are interested in booking me for whatever, you can call our church office and just uh, speak with Ann Stallworth and uh, our bishop's executive assistant, and she will get the information to you. And uh, the Lord willing, we will be happy to do that. And so, uh, yeah. But uh, we're just so thankful to be on. Well, well all right. at every avenue, uh, Bishop, because <laughs> Miss Ann was a blessing. Thanking <laughs> you oh, and very prompt, precise, and just just Mount Zion, just a ministry of excellence. Thank you awesome. so much. Continue blessing, and we would love for you to pray for us and all the church Absolutely. dropouts who may who are our church church dropout or who are on that edge. Can you pray for yes. us, Bishop? I will. I will. Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, first of all, for your incredible grace and mercy that uh, sustains us and guides us and leads us. I thank you for this wonderful, wonderful ministry, and uh, I pray now that uh, these two wonderful women of God that you have raised up to be voices, that you will continue to bless this program, uh, that thousands and millions of hearers will be blessed as a result of what they do. Father, we pray now for that person who is listening now who is contemplating, uh, should I go back, should I stay where I am, the person who's in the wilderness, the person that's burnt out. Father, I pray now that you will give them the wisdom to make the right decision in the season in their life to know the importance of being under a word to reinforce and affirm your goodness to them. 
I come against every plot of the enemy to distract them and discourage them, and I just pray, God, that in this thing comes full circle, that they will be right where you want them to be in your will, serving your purpose. In Jesus' name, mm-hmm. amen. Thank you so amen. much, Bishop. We will follow up yeah, with Miss Ann, and you have a fabulous weekend. And whenever I'm bound for Mount Zion again, I know I'm All right. Back. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Bless y'all. Again. Take care now. Okay. Bless you. So All right. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. Thank you, uh, everybody, for tuning in to this great and phenomenal show. Savasya. That's all I got to say. And that was relevant. A relevant. That's why he's on Real Talk. We're rated R for being relevant, refreshing, and real. If you just joined us, we have been blessed by Bishop Joseph Walker, uh, Senior Pastor of Mount Zion Baptist Church. And I'm telling you, if you're anywhere around Nashville, Tennessee, you you need need to go. go. uh, One church in three locations. Phenomenal Uh ministry. Visit them, Uh mountzionnashville.org. uh, mm-hmm. Bishop Joseph Walker dot org. Check them out. Um, if you, I'm telling you, I've, I've experienced this ministry personally, and it has been a phenomenal, phenomenal blessing. Uh, we wow. are going to. Um, we have another segment, Savaski. I'm going to let you regroup because you have to give us soaring in the spirit uh, with yes. Savaski. And one thing that kept being said is that we need to be healed. If you're a church dropout. Even if you're not and you are a pastor who is uh, losing members because the members are not feeling as though they're be, uh, receiving what they need, we uh-huh. all need healing. I, I know we have yeah. a lot of spiritual um, solutions, the Bible, but we are human, and it hurts sometimes uh, when, you, when you've when left a relationship. Leaving a church is like leaving a relationship when you dropped out. Uh, you have to regroup. You have to uh, understand what you need and, and find your way back. And so all night we've been playing Kelly Price. This is All these songs are from her CD called This Is Who I Am, and she talks about this openly on this CD, how she got taught at church and all that. So we're going to play a song, Healing, and then we're going to come back with Pastor Savaski Abreu. All right. For my soul, for my soul, my soul, my and I'm tired of crying all night. Just for my soul, Lord, I need Thee, oh, I need Thee to take away this pain and misery. Cause God, I just can't do this by myself. I need a help, Lord. Give me a heal. 
ever been in church dropout if you're one now uh if you're a pastor and, and, and you see your uh members uh fleeing away we all need healing all the music tonight is from kelly price's cd uh this is who i am and she is open and candid about her experience with dropping out of church and not wanting, wanting to go back so if you need that encouragement i encourage everybody to get that cd that blessed my soul uh if you just joined us uh we're talking about church dropouts we had the awesome, the fabulous, uh, fantastic, relevant Bishop Joseph Walker from uh, yes, Southbound yes, Baptist yes. Church. And uh, I'm trying to compose myself, girl. I uh, know, but, you're uh, right. So much confirmation. And, and just like he said, he is real. Every time I go to that church, he's just so real and relevant. Uh, and that's uh-huh. that's what this show is about. So, Vasya, before you start, I have extended the show because I want to, uh, if anybody has dealt with being a church dropout, and you have a question, comment, or testimony, I would love for you to call 347-215-6446 right now. Press 1 so we know that you have something to say. Uh, We just want to, we want everybody to be healed. That's the goal of this show, to be healed, to drop, instead of dropping out, drop back in church and don't feel uh, uh, 
uh, like pressured, like you pressured into anything, but go back to church. Uh, and so, because one caller said somebody needs mm-hmm. to see you, uh, and yeah. that is for me. We do have this is from the ATL four zero four. We have a, a caller online. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White four zero four. Hi, Tanya. Hi. I was listening in on your show, and my name is Aretha Johnson, and I am calling from the Atlanta area. I am not necessarily what you call a church dropout, but I'm between places. Mm -hmm. Um, I currently and I've always been a faithful servant for God's people and for ministry. And at my current church, um, my pastor... Somehow, I don't know what it is, but I, and let's just say this. I have a, a, a very long history of service for ministry in uh, strategic places. And in this church, I have asked him um, to be considered for a position as the singles leader, okay? Mm-hmm. I live a life that walks what it talks. I'm a woman that I, I believe within my own my own self, I carry myself with a certain level of integrity in a decent life. Well, I sent him my Christian bio, which stated that I had been a minister of a Christian education. Uh, I had done all of the various things that can say, and I am a mother, single, saved with children, Mm -hmm. and I have a decent life. And he denied me to be over the singles ministry, and my conversation with him was, was that he said that he didn't see me doing singles ministry, he didn't see me doing uh, women's ministry, and he did not see me um, preaching, but he saw me being a teacher and evangelist. But then he asked me that, he said that those ministries were too small for me, but what he wanted me to do was grow his church Mm. for him. Mm. He wanted me to take him outside the box. Okay, I'm very, like I said, I'm very, very intelligible, and I, and I have a lot of ministry in me. Well, I can help him grow the church, but it has to be in the right way. So he compelled me to meet with him each week on a Monday, and I would bring the resources to him, but he didn't want anybody to know that I'm the person behind the scenes. And I have been doing this and bringing things into the church. And Mm -hmm. I feel really abused, and he won't let me do anything. At this point, I mean, Mm -hmm. I cater, I do a lot of things, and I give, I give, I give, I give to God's people. And he has denied me to serve, and I don't know what to do. And I'm hurt. Thank you so much. I know why the Lord wanted me to extend this show, first of all. I want Mm -hmm. to encourage you, first of all, to get this book right here that will enlighten you. Uh, It's Uh a book called Authority Abusers by Bishop George Bloomer. I want you to read that with an open Uh mind and an open heart and let it minister to you. Secondly, I want you to go to God in prayer because sometimes God's no comes through people who we think should say yes. Uh Uh And God may be saying no through that person for a reason. And I want you to go Uh to God and ask him to remove any resentment or bitterness right now in the name of Jesus because we don't want you to have that. But sometimes you just have to accept God's no. That's why I say go back to God because God could be telling you no through him, and I don't want you to have any resentment towards your leader. Um, That's right. That's right. But we're going to pray for you. Pastor Savaskia, do you have any comments? Well, I I, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I don't want her to give up on her dream. Right. And know that um, the dream, the dream that God is putting you, comes from the mind of God. And I don't want you to, to quit dreaming and dare to win because God has called you to win. Mm-hmm. He's called you not to give up. He's called you not to quit. And whatever God has placed in you and orchestrated in you and ordained in your life, he that begin a good work in you, which shall come to pass. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God sh- shuts the door so that you'll have faith enough to walk through the new door. Mm-hmm. Remember, if there's a no on this side, there's a yes on the other side. Mm-hmm. Because it's not at its completion, because God is in total control of what he's calling. What I, what I felt in my spirit is what you said, you are a giver. Mm-hmm. There are givers and there are takers. Mm-hmm. And there is abuse that's happening in the body of Christ. But let me stop there. Let me just pray right now for your strength. Yes. Let me pray for your strength, sister. Let me just pray for you, okay? What? Well, give me your name again. It's Aretha. Aretha. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Aretha calling through these airwaves, God. We just stop right now on everything that the enemy is trying to lay yes, dormant God. in her mind, God. We come against proclaiming a transformation, God, for your Holy Spirit, oh God, to begin to saturate the atmosphere, God, begin to touch her right now, God, where she is in this season, God. We ask for spiritual revelation and wisdom, God, to be imparted to her, God, that she may understand and that her eyes would be open, God, not at man, but her eyes would be opened up and lifted up to you, Christ, you who called her, you who ordained her, God, you who called her according to your purpose, God. And because she has a purpose in you, her purpose shall come to pass, and her purpose will be able to meet her destiny, God. So we call her back into the season that she would seek you and not seek man, but she would seek back on on the face of God, and that you would open up her ears, God, that have been clouded by traditions, God, crowded by abuse, God, and that you will open up the air air vessels of her ear, God, that you would impart back into her, oh God, that she would open up and that she would hear you again, God. And this time when she hears you, God, she's going to clear, hear clearly what you have called her to do, God. I ask for her accept if you said no, God, but that she would be ready for an open door because you are saying yes to her call. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Jesus. amen. Aretha, you are valuable. You are needed. You are capable. So don't feel shame or guilt. No. Go to God and just continue to strengthen yourself. Continue to reach out. If you need need to call me, call me on myself, 502-836-9760. I've been where you've been, my sister. But with her, I mean, there's so much involved in this because when I first went to the church, he would make advances at me. Mm, that's it. He's a single pastor. That's not and a I think he's holding that uh, against me for some reason. I never responded. I never moved on it. I never acted on it. I would just stand where I was and hold myself yeah. up in the position that yeah. I was. I mean, yeah. and what really hurt me was you want me to build your church, and I've run tirelessly creating materials and different things yeah. for him and structural. He want me to build your church, but you say I'm not worthy of anything. Mm-hmm. I sent a team out there last week to beautify the church grounds. It didn't cost them anything. And 
they did that. He didn't want me to even put my name as the contact person um, with yeah. the company that came out. Yeah. And yeah. what really hurt me was when I went to minister at another church, and when I reached down in the pocket of my purse, those women blessed me with $400. And this yeah. man said, I don't have a ministry. Yeah. And that's why I say I, I encourage you to get that book, uh-huh. Authority Abusers. Read it. It, it. it will save your sanity because I, I can hear that you, you're confused right now because you don't understand yeah. why. Get that book. And that, yeah. will, that will shed light on the truth. And when you know the truth, allow God to set you free. Amen. Amen. This is so true in every aspect of my life because not only am I being abused there, I'm being abused on my job mm-hmm. because of, you know, I'm, the position and, mm-hmm. and all of the ability. I'm just tired. And, yeah. and people just... Yeah. If you can understand, yeah. you know, yeah, and sure. my position at work is the same thing at church. I'm required so mm-hmm. much of, and I give all yeah. I have, and I've been there yeah. 25 years, and I fight, yeah. and I do, and I can't yeah. take no more. Well, I, I heard your pain, honey, and I and, yeah. and call me. Call me five zero two eight three six. Okay, yes, because yeah. I have been. Yeah. When I say I have been where you've been, I have been there. I have yeah. been there and thought I was losing my mind, thought I was crazy, thought there was something wrong with me. And there's nothing wrong with you, sister. No. Uh, nothing at all. Yes. Yeah. When, when we when we go back to the character of God, we mm-hmm. got to go back to the character of God. And anybody that does not line up with God's character is not a godly leader. So yeah, that's what I'm going to leave you with. Yeah. Yeah, it's just submitting to, to, to spiritual authority, but that person that you're under submission has to be submitting to to the will of God. Yeah. And so call me, Aretha, anytime, 502-836-9760. We can continue this dialogue, and I can share more and help you receive your healing for your soul because yeah. you're tired because you need to be healed. And yeah, I, that's right. And I, I feel your pain, and, and, and please stay with me. I'm going to write down your number, too, um, that I see okay. on the switchboard. And uh, as the Spirit leads, we're going to reconnect, okay? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you welcome me. You. you be encouraged, and I will. You will constantly be in my prayer. Yeah. All right. We will for you. All right. All right, my sister. Thank you All for right. calling. Yeah. If you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, this is a real and relevant, refreshing topic. I know why everybody latched on Savaskia. I'm telling you. Yeah. When I oh, the comments that were on my Facebook and. MySpace, and and, and I uh, tell everybody, I, I know exactly what, I don't think, create any topic I have not experienced. So this is uh-huh. a, one that's real close to me, uh, uh-huh. and I'm slowly dropping back in. Bishop blessed me. All the callers have blessed me and confirmed yeah. so many things. Everybody in the chat has been awesome. I know I have not been in chat, but thank you all for holding it down. Yeah. Uh, I have been taking a lot of notes. Thanks for Adrena Turner. uh Denise, uh, the Spirit, Spirit of Divas, Minister Sharonda, Aretha Johnson, Christine Pimbleton, hello. Uh, put at, put all your shows up in the chat, please, um, because I can't possibly remember everybody's show date and time. Pastor Johnny, uh, Jamie, woman to woman, who's going to start a show soon. Okay. Steamy Trails, uh, everybody who is online, this is a real and relevant topic. If you want more information or if you want to read the book, Quitting Church by Julia Dewan. We tried to get her on the show, but her schedule was uh, conflicted with today's show. But I know we will revisit this topic, and uh, oh, yeah. we have her on the show to answer 
question specifically from this book because it is an awesome book. Uh, you can get it at Amazon.com. Uh, uh, another, if you are dealing with being a church dropout or, or uh, authority abuse, another book that blessed my life and helped me uh, keep my sanity uh, was Bishop George Bloomer's book, Authority Abusers. And I encourage everybody, once you read and God reveals the truth to you, uh, embrace that truth and allow him uh-huh. to direct your steps to what That's to do right. next. All yeah. right? All Lots right. Savaskia, this has been an awesome show. This has been phenomenal. <clears throat> phenomenal. So we have come to, we, you are going to be on here every uh, fourth Thursday anyway for our new commentary, Soaring uh-huh. in the Spirit. Uh, and just so happens that uh, your commentary fell on a day that you also co-host. So yes, it what, did. Huh? Yes, it did. It did. Yes. Yes. That's good. Ah, it that's is really good. Very good. Uh so what do you what can you uh give us for the soaring in the spirit for Pastor Savaskia? How can we soar in our spirit? Uh well I tell you the Lord gave me something really simple. Mm-hmm. He said you only have one life to live. Mm-hmm. And Paul talks about it in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. He says that we shall all live our life worthy of our calling that we have received. And I just want to share real quickly, just a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. All, it only takes a minute to change your life. Mm-hmm. Dr. Benjamin Mays, he said it this way. He said, I, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but an eternity is in it. There is an importance of just taking one single minute, and you can change your life. So I'm going to close it with this poem that I'm going to read right here. It says, are you tired of crying and complaining, tired of feeling like life don't treat you fair? Do you see so many others moving on while you're steady, going nowhere? Have you maybe come to the conclusion that there's nothing all that you can do? Just look in in any mirror and you'll see who it is really truly stopping you. Mm -hmm. But it's up to every one of us to take charge of our life and to make it what we want. If you think that it takes too much time, think again, because I'm telling you, it doesn't. The fact is, it only takes a minute, only takes a minute to make up your mind that now is your time to make your run. It only takes a minute, only takes a minute, 60 seconds to begin to decide to win. Just get it on. So right now, if you want to soar in the spirit, start it off by checking your frustrations. Scream out loud that you've had it up to here. But get yourself so far up to change that you'll lose every doubt and fear. If you want to soar in the spirit, then decide that you're really going to do it. Cut yourself off from every other choice. What you say, make sure you really mean. You cannot just be making the noise. If you want to soar in the spirit, everybody's journey starts the same. With one single step, nothing more and nothing less. Let the next step you take point the way to you, giving you and giving you all the best. But remember, it only takes, 
only takes a minute to make up your mind that now is your time to make your run. Only takes a minute, 60 seconds to begin, to, to decide to win. All you have to do is just get on in. Get on in. And, yes, if, you're, if you've dropped out of church, drop on back in. Great. Drop on back in. Drop on back in because with all its problems, with all uh, the craziness, like Bishop Walker said, every car needs a tune-up. And That's you can choose right. not to get a tune-up. But eventually, if you if you don't give your car a tune-up, what's going to happen? Your engine's going to blow out. And so uh-huh. uh, even if you've dropped out of being a committed member of, of one church, drop back in slowly. Visit other churches. Uh, pray and ask God for direction. And it may take a while. Don't rush it uh, because then you'll end up in a rerun, as I talk about in my book, Relationship Reruns. Um, uh-huh. Like I've said, I've been here. I've I've done that. Uh, and so this topic has blessed me tonight, too, and uh, I'm going to get on back in. Savaskia, as you said, get on, in. Get on back on in. in. And uh, it only takes a minute. It only takes a minute. It only takes a minute. This has been a phenomenal show once again. Uh, again, if you're listening live or to the download, if you leave us, send us a comment via TanyaWhite.com, the comment page, uh, the contact page then you will receive a free gift. We have some books by Boast About a Book uh, author, uh, Amy Dearden, uh, with the book A Lever Long Enough. We also have a few CDs. Like I said, I've been to uh, Mount Zion many of times. And one CD I'm going to give special away. Um, I'm going to give it to Aretha, Wounded and Angry. Uh, so, Aretha, uh, send me, uh, go to TanyaWhite.com, put in your information. You will get this. This CD blessed my life and helped me to reconcile and uh, some things that I was angry about at some leaders that uh, I'm just leaving it there. So I'm going to bless you with that, Aretha. Thank everybody in the chat. Tune in next yeah. week. It's going to be another phenomenal show. We have Darren DeWitt Henson. If you watch Soul Food, the series, or watch the movie Stomp the Yard, uh, he played Liam on Soul Food, and he played in Stomp the Yard Life Support. He is a phenomenal motivational speaker also. I saw him at MegaFest, at the last MegaFest I went to. I forgot. Was it 06, 05? Anyway, he's going to come talk to us about Fading at the Black in Hollywood. Uh, then the week after that, we're going to have Courtney Bomberry. He's in Denzel. Yes, I said Denzel Washington's new movie, uh, Taking uh, the Pilham 1, 2, 3. Uh, and then also starring John Travolta. Uh, we have a lot of great shows coming up. If you want to be a sponsor, visit TanyaWhite.com. We have all the sponsorship packages available. Or set, shoot us an email at RealTalk at Tanya White. Call the office at 502-449-0157. I'm thinking that's all the announcements. Uh, if you want to be on our Boast About Your Book segment, your author, shoot us an email at RealTalk at Tanya White, 10 minutes to boast about your book. Uh, it's free advertisement and free marketing. Uh, visit TanyaWhite.com, get re- relationship reruns, and how to deal with a difficult woman, how to deal with a difficult man, ladies. is coming out in June, and I promise you, it's not a male-bashing book, but a male-boasting book. Catch that. It's going to be hot. One thing I would leave you with is that, yes, uh, church dropout is a growing problem, but I heard uh, a few of the callers say, Savaskia, that, we need to return uh-huh. to be transparent as a yeah. church and as a kingdom of God. 
so yes. that we can be authentic. Because yes, one keep thing, it real. Uh, yeah, keep it real. One thing I've learned as a teacher, uh, children, parents, they love authenticity and genuine for someone to be genuine. And so when we get back to that basic concept, then we will see people uh, not dropping out of church, but coming on back in and being not just members, but disciples. And that's what uh-huh. Jesus came to, right. uh, for us to do, is to become disciples, to, right. to be mature disciples in the word. So, uh, yes, you may have dropped out, but you can drop back in. Uh, yes, you can. Connect with those strong people. One thing I would say, that godly leaders have the characteristics of God. And so yes. when you're looking, uh, when you're seeking that healing, when you need to be restored, you need to connect with those leaders who not who don't have just charisma but have character. And the character that you're looking for is the character of God. Uh, that's right. Wow. We're going to close that's out with another song. So, Vasya, give your contact information before we leave. Okay, you can go uh, directly to my website, uh, com. That is S-Y-V-O-S-K-I-A-B-R-A-Y.com. Or you can email me at savaskia at bellsouth.net. That's S-Y-V-O-S-K-I-A at B-E-L-L-S-O-U-T-H dot N-E-T. Yes, and you can visit me at TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color, dot com. Uh, You can add me as a friend on Blog Talk. Our Blog Talk friend circle is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, I love receiving emails, so shoot me an email. Sign up for Tanya's tips. It gives you tips for today to transform your tomorrow. If you love the radio show, you love my free weekly e-newsletter, sign up for that. I'm going to close out with a couple of songs from Kelly Price's CD, This Is Who I Am. One song, uh, one reason that keeps us back just stay in the church and longing to get connected is because God is faithful. Church folk may be unfaithful to us, but one thing uh-huh. about it, Savaskia, God is it's always right. faithful. He's always God faithful. Great is that faithfulness. So uh-huh. I'm telling you, uh, listen to these words. You might go up in the spirit. You might you might get your shout on, and that's okay because we're going to close out with God is Faithful with Kelly Price and Donnie McClurkin and then also – her song, I Can't Go Back. I Can't Go Back. Tune in next week. We're normally on from 7 to 8.30, but God said to extend the show, and I know why. I love you all for tuning in. Tune in next week, and remember, keep it rated R. Keep it relevant, refreshing, but most importantly, keep it real. Bye-bye. I'll call you Sebastian. Okay. Share my story about my journey up and down. I've had plenty looking for love in all the wrong places. I found nothing to fill my empty spaces.
What y'all doing? I won't go, I won't go. They want to go back. Most of you know this song from somewhere. 
But it said a whole lot even in the original song. I changed a few lyrics and I thought about that thing. Our Green sang this song and he sang about love and happiness. Well, God is love and I'm convinced that he wants me to be happy. That's in the book, y'all. He played. 